sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This is a whole hour of sound of our teen athletes. Woo! Woo! And all those people and all those wonderful businesses that support those teen athletes. I'm kind of sad, Dominique Hackett. You know why I'm sad? Why? Because your mother is gone. Okay? <laughs> so my barista, my morning barista is gone. Okay? She's just gone. And now the cat is eating on the counter. Uh-huh. Okay? So the two things that oh, I cannot handle, cannot handle the cat. The animals don't eat on the counter. I have to leave. I got to leave. You got to go, yeah. I left yeah. a video and I said to Tafira, I said, see what happens? And then, You've been gone five hours. Yeah. Okay? And then all of a sudden the little treats start sprinkling on the counter. I can't. It's gross. I have five. Cats. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not. And they, on I know, no, no. I know you're not. I know you're not. I but cats. they all eat on the on the counter. Oh, you should have said <laughs> so that. So you, you oh, wouldn't. Bad. You'd be leaving. <laughs> no, no. Let's preface that. It That's was right. on a piece of computer paper. There you go. There you so go. So the counter was protected, Absolutely. and it was thrown away afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. There you go. There cats, you go. By the way, there's a floor. May so I? Cats go on the floor. Animals That's, eat on the floor. All right. Okay. okay. Sorry. At least Angus does not eat on the counter. Well, let's see. Go. He's weigh hundred pounds. No way. I'm going to start He'd bring the, the counter down. It's, yeah. clean. <laughs> it's cleaner than the counters, right? Exactly. Well, now it is. Yeah. No, okay. A shout out to my parents who celebrated their 63rd wedding anniversary June 3rd. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Woo! 63. My, yeah. my dad turns 88 in August. My wow. mother 85, I believe, in September. Nice. They're kicking. They're going. Wow. I said, so what are you guys going to do for the next 63 years? Just, huh. just hang around. Just, you know, my dad will always stay inside in the summertime. They right, live right. in Phoenix. Right, right. Because, and I say, oh, it's hot, isn't it? So, I, don't, I don't care. I stay inside. I'm not stupid. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway. It's all air conditioning. It's all awesome. There you go. That's there good. you go. Fresh. Let's nice Let's fresh hope air. that we do not need any air conditioning so, this summer. What do I have in my hand here? What do you have a, in your hand there? I got a hot pick here. Hot pick. Hot pick. Com. From Ed Langlo here, because mm-hmm. I guess when I got the pick in the bio, it's official. What is He's it? He's going to be a co-host. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I like this pick. I like this. I like, and this is a this. It's a this. 1940 Indian Scout. Wow. Ooh. 19. Is this yours? Yes. I, I don't know if you just park yourself in front of nice yeah, cool rides and, 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 and just say exactly, so. say yeah, nice. Just sit in front of it. it, it this is mine. So that motorcycle was built by Tony Rios. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And when Tony passed away, I purchased it from his widow. Oh, wow. It's I knew beautiful. Tony from as long as I can remember. I have pictures of Tony and I when I was probably four years old wow. posing with my pedal car. So you ride it? or you? Just no, no, it's just for promoting the book. Nice. I've never ridden it. Tony never wrote it. Tony so completed that motorcycle does in 1995. It start? Just asking. Yes, I've started it. <laughs> I'm up. just saying, I don't know yes. if it starts. Is I it ha- like I have started it up. Yeah. So you I, don't want to ride it? I really don't want to ride it. Okay. It's a pristine motorcycle. I have no okay. business riding a bike. I have <laughs> more projects, right. radio shows, things like that. that. That's you know a busy boy. <laughs> Very busy right now. So I don't have time to bike. fool with it. I just use it for the book. Nice. So you think you're going to win the $150? We got an event coming <laughs> up, I don't right? know if I'm exempt from judging or not. Uh, I think you are. Uh, oh, <laughs> you got a little murmur in the background. Yeah. She's. Uh, we let her stay. I'm here on the show committee, like, so I think I may be exempt. Okay, so who's who's that little tweet in the background? What was that? What was that little beautiful voice that I heard? <laughs> uh, that's my other half, Terry Conrad. Woo, Terry does, Conrad! She does public relations I, there's for There's a bigger the clap. Lunch. That's good. you got to get a bigger <laughs> clap. Ooh, ooh. Okay, good. 
She's all red right now because she was insistent on not being here. So now I'm going to have to pick on her. I'm sorry. Um, but we're going to get to you later because I'm going to give you a chance to get your heart rate down. Um, and also in the quiet room, we've got uh, Bella Maloney. I'm really excited. I actually coached her sister. T I call her T. Okay. And I always told this story so many times, but the best hack I ever seen in my whole life was your uh, was with T. She went up over her dad. He was doing like a triple, a quadruple head fake, and she just came over him and packed him. It was awesome. It was the most <laughs> wonderful thing I could be. See, you don't. Nobody's excited about that. <laughs> I'm not sure what you said. It was so awesome. Like when the dad is looking, where's the ball? And she just almost like he just got he got hammered. And is and oh my god, she was so happy. I was so happy. It was just every, and then I made him do push-ups. So it was great. So, and then I felt like all the parents should do push-ups because he got so packed. You know, I mean, this is a grown man and she was like in eighth grade. So I just don't know. That's all I got to say. You've heard this story so many times over the last nine years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My Eight eyes years. are awake, but I'm sleeping. I know. Exactly. So. Oh, so <laughs> oh, yes. Speaking of doing 20 push-ups, Angela Miller-Bevin's in the house. Yes. Mm, oh, is. yeah. Firmly. <laughs> there you go. Always a gift. That's it. Oh, uh -oh. wow. She, and she brought uh -oh. a gift because she uh, was late. The Can I drink it, this here now? Yes, and please. it goes right to Dr. D. So that's what, what happens when you're late. The gifts Thank go you. to Dr. D. That's good. That's a good Thank market. you for having me. I'm so sorry I'm late. Yeah. It's graduation week. Um, things are going a little slow. Over that's going to make my truck's exhaust smell really good, by the way. <laughs> well, we, I we was love, thinking I would bring you something else, but that oh, was... I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. We love the American Heart Association. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. And you had a nice event. How'd that event go before we go on break? Um, event went really well, and we actually... Um we exceeded our goal by $44,000. So it was huge for sunsetting an event. And it was just amazing to see Ben, who I hope will be here eventually to speak to all you guys. He's a 17-year-old survivor from um, CPR. So he was amazing. And hopefully he'll come visit us before he goes to college. Nice. And uh, after the break, we're going to be talking to Holly Duncan, Smart College Admissions. Woo! Ed, who did you bring? You brought a guest as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> My guest is a published author, a registered nurse, wow. and the current exalted ruler for the Santa Barbara Elks Lodge. Put your hands Ray together. Woo! We're going to get to all of that and more after these messages. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Sola, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Finally, Bella Maloney. You know, when you first were going to come out here, I'm so excited that you're here now because you weren't, uh, you didn't qualify for state. So it was, yeah. you know, a number of months ago. I'm like, oh, I was talking to your dad. And he goes, yeah, I would love to um, have Bella come out there because I always go through your dad. I don't know if he's your agent. I don't oh. know if that's true. But <laughs> I mean, I love much. him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what, what's, what's great is talking about, I mean, STAT is such a high... I mean, award. So, first of all, congratulations. Okay. And why am I? What is wrong with this morning? Nobody's coffee. Have some more olive oil. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> what I want to ask you, so do you do a vision board before the season started or did you just have a goal? Did you like talk to you, say your goal? Did you go up to your parents yeah. and say, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, ever since I was in high school, I was like, I don't care if I make it to state prelims. I don't care if I make it all the way to state championships. Like, I just want to see what it's like to compete on a bigger stage. Nice. Just because of my love for track and just, I, I love that feeling of like high competition. And that's always where I seem to like excel under like really stressful situations, which is not normal for most people. <laughs> I get it, I get it. That's but, awesome. Um, so what was your, your specialty in track? So my specialty in track has always been triple jump and I used to hate triple jump and I before I'd even done it I didn't like it because I was like what is that like it's so weird looking and then I did it one time and then started to get really good at it anyway this past year I had really bad shin splints and so I switched from triple jump to high jump and I wasn't doing great but I wasn't doing bad so I just stuck with it and then we were going into um, final season or conference final season and I decided that I was gonna high jump instead of long jump and I ended up triple jumping but anyway yeah so I just kind of just went with it and listened to so I want I, I just want to say that um, I was um, a Don you know everyone <laughs> she has to tell everybody <laughs> Santa Barbara High Cardinal. okay Woo! I know that's what I'm saying you're a Cardinal and what was yeah. that quote I keep hearing all the time once like, a Don uh, always a Don and I bleed gold and green <laughs> or olive it's supposed to be olive but um, I ran track that's the olive oil. and oh, I awesome. love track and I the reason was and this is a little bit of history for everybody when I um, started high school we did not have a girls soccer team and oh I played gosh. soccer so there was no girls soccer team so uh -huh. I had to pick a sport and it was either softball or track that, I was so in the I same was position like alright I'll take track she goes yeah. for what did you say the last time you spoke about softball she goes you could put a keg at second base yeah, and I still yeah. couldn't get there <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only kind of softball I knew how to play so I don't know but track was my saving grace and I yeah. ran hurdles oh awesome and wow. I did the 220 and I loved it oh my god I was that was like my sport so yeah it's proud I, of you and, and Bishop has a great they do track yeah. team because my son which you all know Austin Miller yes <laughs> famous um, he ran track too and oh, he loved it okay cool yeah so yeah we're track we're track people yeah I love it high school track was one of like the best times of my life and then going into college track it was like a totally different world still fun but it's just there's something about running in high school that's just like yeah you're running to the finish line <laughs> which you'll continue to do as you become an adult like yes. myself I'm now 53 and I'm still running for the finish line <laughs> so, I always like to ask people who really enjoy their sport what do you say to freshmen coming in to encourage them to go out for track so the most important thing that track taught me was that hard work actually does pay off. So if you want to pick a sport that's fulfilling, I would say run track. And mostly because you're not necessarily part of a team. You're pretty much only ever competing against yourself as well. Even though you have other competition, you're only ever trying to beat your best time, not the person next to you. And I just think it's it's fulfilling. It's For me, it's always just been the reason why I've kept running is just because I've been able to reach these goals and it's the best feeling ever. So I highly recommend it. So now again, being part of the whole state, so now you're one of the elite, okay, and you're... <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Well, but <laughs> you're up there. I mean, because you don't get to state unless you're the top echelon of, the, mm -hmm. of that whatever particular yeah. race. Um, question, 
are you gonna so this is Santa Barbara City College so yes, you're gonna be yeah. moving forward so are you using I know already just your family there's no way you don't have an acumen uh, ac, 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 <laughs> thank you acumen because I'm hanging out with her I can't say it so I have to you know stutter yeah uh, acumenical that's not going to be an issue so along with the track you're using that uh-huh. to get to the next as well you want to still continue track um I do. I'm definitely on the fence right now because I'm debating if I want to go to the Fashion Institute in LA or if I want to keep running. Nice. So I think I'm going to take an extra semester at City College because track season's in the spring, right. so, which is kind of nice. I have fall. Right. But um, yeah, there's a few coaches I definitely want to reach out to. And just in regards to the recruiting process, like what I learned in high school, it's really easy. A lot of coaches reach out to you. But as you go into college, and especially as a transfer student, you have to be the biggest advocate for yourself because nobody else will. I mean, my dad, but that's, well, that's parents' go. jobs, you know. <laughs> that's what they do. Nice. So, yeah, just like Do you have any ideas of schools that you were wanting to participate? Well, my dream school would be Pepperdine. That would nice. be amazing. And just, I mean, the area, too, like Malibu right. and, you know. Everybody wants to be there in L.A. and Southern California. (laughs) Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to open up, you know, and I I don't even know if it affects you or if you have been affected Uh in this last season or if you've heard about it um, because it's starting to make make bubbles um, in the sports headlines, in the sports um, media. And that was how you're feeling. And you know, you could just say pass. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, all right, what are you trying to do here? Listen, I know who your dad is. Okay. So I want to let, Do- actually, I wanna, what I'm going to do, because I'm stuttering again, I want to let Dominique ask the question. How's She's that? okay. She's the I'm going to pass. The- I'm going to pass. <laughs> okay. Well, we're just going to break into a conversation that's in the news right now because we have um, a number of issues in regards to sports coming up and in regards to embracing our transgendered population and how we're incorporating transgendered into sports and um, the first I want to preference that whenever we have conversations about what I would call a touchy subject because we're usually discussing someone in some way who's been discriminated against or um, not included experiencing uh, not being included and so it's really good when you're having these kind of conversations to recognize if someone is experiencing an emotional trigger to create that safe space where you're just saying, hey, um, we want to share on how to talk about something, not necessarily solving it in this moment in time, but expressing a desire to validate everyone's experiences and review the gray. There's a lot of gray here. So what we're wondering is, um, especially to our teens, is anyone in your generation talking about the issues of embracing our transgendered population population uh, into sports and how that's working I would say that is definitely one of the main topics of conversation amongst my teammates and I see what why are we afraid (laughs) on teen sports radio there's no fear here and I mean I'm the only main concern is how would you um, specify certain records that could be broken especially like in track Mm -hmm. it's definitely a touchy subject because these group of transgender athletes are already dealing with a lot they already feel secluded they already feel like there's not a place for them so you always want to make everybody feel comfortable and loved and 
appreciated and uh, completely appreciated and so such a huge topic of conversation that this is the starting place and for you to be that open about it is amazing because it's something that I think we need to talk about oh yeah and I think talking about it is the first part of educating mm-hmm. everybody. And that's totally. why we brought yeah. in Bella Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> Who else can we bring in? <laughs> yeah, no, it, I think it's I think it's huge and I, you know, coming from a mother of someone that dealt mm-hmm. with a lot of these issues, not transgender, but other issues yeah. that he had in high school. And having to deal with that, most of it was just communication. It was exactly, just talking yeah. about it. It's like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about it because we don't know the answers. Yeah, You don't exactly, know the answers. Yeah. We don't know the answers, mm-hmm. but we need to work together to try and fix it. Totally. I completely agree. It's definitely a topic that nobody wants you know, to touch on or to talk about because it's so sensitive. Well, there's they, no solution. Exactly. It's like they're, you're like, yeah. okay, let's, t- you know, it's like, well, what's the solution? It's like, yeah. well, wait a minute, let's talk about it mm-hmm. and figure out what the solution is. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, basically, it's affecting, we're really talking about women in sports, is what we're really talking yes, about because exactly. this is where yeah. the intense impact is. So mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about women and we're talking about is it necessary in our enjoyment of sports? To put someone in a gender box, because I don't know if people realize it, but we have hermaphrodite people in our culture, and nobody ever talks about it. We we have can you people explain hermaphrodite. Sure. We can talk that. This is going to be next week. <laughs> I wanted to say education on hermaphrodite because I just said next it. week. And the thing is, is I I know Google well, that. I won't even share that. <laughs> but I, what I'm trying to say is, sports is what I. Uh, was enlightened to when I had a conversation with some teens just the Mm -hmm. other day. Sports is really a concept. And so our enjoyment of us competing and Mm -hmm. enjoying our prowess and and our agility and and the competition and celebrating people's strengths, and this is a wonderful thing, but it's a concept. And we shouldn't, in my opinion, I shouldn't use a concept to make someone feel Uh, not included so we want to figure out a way to enjoy our sports but also enjoy um, some sort of diversity of understanding women um, who are biologically women Mm -hmm. Um, but then the 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 tricky question with the transgender question is where do you draw the line or is it necessary and let's just enjoy sports as they are and however it's manifesting right now may be different than how it was a decade ago well I'm so glad Holly's here today with us because she's going to help us figure out how to get all of these people into college yes (laughs) (laughs) do you want to touch on that that other question the, the, the H word uh, we can save that for next time. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, just a little, I, say I what it is. Explain her mathodite. <laughs> so, literally, because sometimes people say, "Oh, well, you're either you know um, male or female." Well, actually, no. There are people born who have both um, both qualities to their biological form. So that means that they're her- hermaphrodite. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank or you. Sorry, there I don't are mean also to sound people who nutty. don't identify with either gender. And they're usually called asexual. They just simply don't well, I've identify. I've heard asexual, but I've never heard her math. So yeah, like, oh. yeah. Say what happens. Well, it, um, unfortunately, in the United States, for the most part, quite frequently, the reason why we don't hear about it is because when a child is born that way, the doctor usually makes a decision and does an operation. And then it's not until the child is in their teens that you get to figure out 
did, which sex did they choose? I have did they choose that. correctly? Yeah, I have and oh and it's quite awkward. Isn't that, and it's isn't something that amazing that nobody's talking about. So, <laughs> and I would like to throw a, another piece of information into the mix. As if it weren't confusing enough. Oh. <laughs> and I'm basing this based upon the biology that I learned in either grade school and or high school. Every human being who has ever existed or will exist in the future started out their sex in the mother's womb, their very first gender was female. female. I was going right. to say female. They, yeah. every, I started out as a female in my mother's womb. And then somewhere along the way, I don't know what it was, the DNA, the well, chromosomes. You do get in touch with flip your of feminine a coin. side, though, Dr. D. I, I've got to say, I love you Dr. For that. D, you're, he's, really? He's, he's you're not guy, a female. He's a guy to talk to. He's good. I know So when, when you're talking to your friends and stuff about mm-hmm. this issue, um, where do you feel like, uh, how are you working to support different people that have different points of view? So I feel like I'm definitely open. I support everybody's points of views. I mean, this is America. We all have freedom of speech. And we all feel that, um, obviously, it's not in my control, but it does affect me because I am an athlete. And I feel like there's really no, it's such a, t- it's such a, like, a touchy, interesting subject. And we were talking about how there could possibly be a league, like a transgender league, and I heard that that was something that was an idea that some people had been playing with for a while. But then again, if they do go forward with that, that will just make these people feel secluded even more than they already do now. So then it's like, okay, I how, completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it's. But it, if you, that's have, why the conversation has to continue. Exactly, mm-hmm. it but, has to continue so mm-hmm. that we make sure that. Yeah. We're figuring out something that works for all of exactly. us. Exactly. But you got to look Not at the end of the day. Decide it. At the yeah. end of the day, it's money. I mean, I was very blessed. My youngest, John, got $120,000 between academics and baseball. So if you're sitting on the line and you have two, I, I don't understand anything, but by, I mean, lower testosterone, but born a male, and they're once to the left and once to the right, and you need to place in the top two. I mean, to, to have whatever scouts, you want to go to Pepperdine, yeah. whatever, you don't have the money, okay? Mm-hmm. The money is, is you, need the, you need the scholarship. Uh-huh. And then you, you come in third. I mean, you can't compete. Not to say that you wouldn't have yeah. beat them, but physically, I don't know. I don't even, boy, I want to get myself in boiling water here. I don't even know what the level of testosterone, if that's even what they're using as an earmark. I don't know. I want everybody to be happy. That's what I, I think know. they are using that as an earmark, okay. actually, because of a certain issue that's going on right now with a track athlete. Her name is Castor Semenya. Mm-hmm. And I think her body naturally overproduces more testosterone. And there was a big court ruling over whether or not she should, she's a very talented athlete. And anyway, they were deciding whether or not her records or accomplishments should be taken away from her because of that. And so that's been a huge debate, and I don't think I really have the right to speak on it because I haven't done much research, but... that yeah. That's tricky. But then also, you have kids whose parents want them to be a, an, uh, an extreme athlete, yeah. and they are feeding them a different diet from kindergarten up in order to try to get those college scholarships. So we're really oh, talking wow. about chemistry. We're not even talking... I mean, this goes beyond the uh-huh. bounds of even transgender. We're talking about biologically engineering someone so that they are more capable of another particular sport in order to get a college education. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's such a gray area. So I'm just enjoying people understanding it is not cut and dry. Yeah. And it's affecting oh, you, yeah. but oh, right yeah. now what's affecting us is the smushy sign, and that means we have to take a break. So this is Erica Salda, <laughs> the Queen of Team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Rebel, rebel. 
are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. I always like to give a little quick shout to my, my friends over at Santa Cruz Market in Old Town Goleta. Huge, huge supporters of the uh, United Boys and Girls Club. And their T-Bones, I'm telling you, it was, they were just on sale. And if you haven't had any of their T-Bones at And they Old make Town, the best guacamole and, and it, salsa that like, in town. I love that store. It's, I love I just, them. I just love them in that store. And they just, I love them. They do the boxes for the United Boys and Girls Club. Everyone has been donating their chains for years and years now. And it's worked out really well. So thank you, Santa Cruz. Woo! Okay. Susie Westbury. Hi. Real quick. I got to thank you real fast, too, since we're doing the whole thank you. Uh, yay! All right. She owns a company. And what she's doing for a company is she's... Uh, let me t- tell everybody about your company real fast. I own a merchant service company. So we do the credit card processing for grocery stores, restaurants, hairdressers. So what we're doing is we're donating the swipe fees to a charity of the choice of the people that mention teen sports radio and come process with us lower rates and we're giving back to the community and the beautiful yeah. thing is what i really liked about it we're not uh pigeonholing any business uh to any particular nonprofit. Because, of course, I, you know, let me say United Boys and Girls Club or the Elks. But that business actually has a choice, so mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing. So she's actually taking 30% of her profit as the owner and operator of her company. And it's going right back to, and it's off, it's away from her. So it's coming right from the bank. That's to, amazing, 30%. That's yeah. a huge, coming well, from a know, nonprofit. Knows Erica knows people. That's all Coming from say. a nonprofit world, that's a great yes. thing that you're doing for the nonprofits. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've helped a lot of them. We see 10, 20, yeah. 30% is. Yeah, no, is good. Uh, she's, okay. she was starting there. <laughs> and I, and I, Erica I, talked her into no, 30. I was just like, you know when you make that noise on the thing? You're killing me. I'm like, did you know we just had the fire, the flood? We need, we well, need Well, do you, you know that my, my little uh, brother, this is a funniest story, but he would go like this, like you can't see me on radio, but swipe the card. And I was, and I'm like, what is he doing? And my mom's all, oh my gosh, he's swiping the card. Like he sees everyone do at the grocery store. <laughs> swiping the card, swiping <laughs> the card. She does a lot of. So you're swiping the card to get all that 30%. She does a lot of uh, credit counseling for my, uh, some of my clients that come into me, talk to me about random stuff. And when I start doing a little bit of review and I'm like, you know, we need to do a little credit counseling. And so she helps out with a lot of that. Uh, she has access to a lot of short-term money. Yes. Um, reasonable, for reasonable rates. I mean, people have used that short-term money to get their kids through college. So, Susie, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Very, very much. Very much. I mean, I honestly, you yeah. Very much. So, thank you very much. So, how can we? You have a commercial. Don't be. Don't get up so fast. Here, like, what's She's your, trying to what's run? Your, no, really, you're not, no running yet. Uh, what's your telephone number? Eight zero five four five zero two three eight two. Nice. Want to say it one more time? Because it's eight zero five four five zero two three eight two. Fantastic. And you probably can go online to the website to find out that information yes. in case you're driving and you're listening to this program. Or you can call to uh, contact the show. We're going to give you any information that you need. So anyway, thank you so much very much. Anybody that, that gives back, that, that I mean that was that was a pearl. Well, that's that's like one of the biggest donators here. So if we had an award, I'm not saying we are gonna have an award, Susie. <laughs> but if we did, you're I just want you to know for twenty nineteen you got your face on it right now, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> So she says thank you. I know. <laughs> she just she doesn't listen. She just she ignores me. 
All right, so you're up now, Angela Miller Bevan. Angela, you know how long it's taken Erica to remember M, that I'm not Angela Bevan Miller. I know. Years I wrote it down. I, wrote I know it down. because B comes before M, and we give her that credit. We're like, okay, we got it. No, and BM. I tried to drop the, BM. I know exactly BM. Thank you, Erica. You're welcome. Um, I'd like to welcome my guest today, who is Holly, who is. I met her um, at the Galita Chamber event that I went to, and she sat at my table, and I was really impressed with what she had to share with me because she helps kids get into college. And one of the things that she said to me was, my own children don't listen to me. But other kids do. Nice. And I'm like, oh my God, that's just like me. <laughs> like other kids think I'm so smart. And and but my kids go, No. <laughs> no. No. So I welcome you. Welcome. You. And that's love. See if we get we get better as the show goes on. And if you could just share a little bit about what you shared with me about what you do, because it's so impressive and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with teens that would love your services. So what I do is I try and help students find the right academic and social fit for college. Because oftentimes, I've worked in higher education for more than 20 years, and I was an admission officer. And what really got me going was that families were asking questions but I really didn't feel like they were asking the right questions. And it was so hard for me not to say, but what you really want to know, what you really need to be asking is. So what I do now is I try and help students understand that there are more than 2,000 four-year colleges and universities in the United States alone. You do not have to go to one that you've heard of. I know that sounds scary to most people, but really, it's so important that you find a fit and not get caught up on a name, because if what you're looking for is an education that will help you thrive, you need to find the place that supports you in that way. So college should be this great balance of challenge and support. But if you pick a brand name college and think, oh, I want to go to X school and then get there and you don't feel comfortable, you don't see yourself and the people around that campus, you will never take advantage of all the things that make it an amazing experience that will help you grow into the person you're meant to be. So that's my that's the business I love to do. That's huge. And we've had we have college coaches come on, but I've never heard someone address that particular way of looking at where are you gonna go. That's really huge. So what are some of the questions, specific questions that you get parents to ask that they never thought of before? One of the, the first one, honestly, everybody's concerned with the cost of college, especially it's just a scary number. And oftentimes I find families look at the cost of college and well, what they're asking honestly is, well, how much does it cost? And what I'd like people to understand is that's honestly a, a question, but it's not necessarily the right question. A better way to look at it is what is the average amount of debt by the time a student graduates. Because what that does is, first of all, levels the playing field. Not all schools will you graduate in four years. Some of the larger public institutions, you can't always get the classes you need to get out on time. So that's, you want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Wow, this is a more difficult It is topic. a much more complicated topic. And then the second question I would say is, what is the four-year graduation rate? And you have to be really careful because a lot of publications actually use a six-year graduation rate. Yeah, and we're learning that And you think it's a four-year college and you're confused at the end and paying more money. And then the final thing I would say is, ask the starting sal the average starting salary. Now, it's not going to be specific to your major necessarily, but... 
one of the things that's really interesting from that is if you can, I was comparing a public UC, a CSU, and a private school here in California, and at first glance, it looked like the CSU was the cheapest, but then you realize that only in that particular CSU, and this may not be true for all of them, but only 7% of the people were completing their degree in four years. Wow. So wherever you're, you're not working, think of it as not only are you paying more tuition, but you're losing money from a job that you can't. Mm-hmm. perform. So then it sort of looked like UCLA would be the better deal. So, so didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, it looked like the UC would be the better deal because you had less debt by, I want to say, $4,000 in average debt. Because the But what was really amazing is the private school, which on the surface looks unbelievably expensive, when all was said and done, the average amount of debt between the two was less than $5,000, and the starting salary at the private school, on average, was significantly more. Wow. So what do you attribute see, that to? That, That's fascinating. It's I don't necessarily have an explanation, and I'm, I'm just using this as an example. I think people need to do their homework. Mm-hmm. Don't take... One example is the way it always is, but I honestly was surprised by that. And Very interesting. It's... My argument for please don't rule out private schools just because you look at the co- when you ask well how much does it cost and you hear the sixty seventy thousand dollars it a lot of people just shut down. Well, I think it's so important for people to talk to you because I've just recently gone through with Austin going to City College, graduating, and then getting his paralegal with UCSB extension, and I'm okay to name names because I know, but he's now looking at an online school. Um, only because for getting a paralegal, it's and it's still expensive. It's four thousand dollars. I mean, you're still up there in that range, but it's so helpful to have you do that research for people and have them come to you and talk to you and ask you because we've kind of done it on our own. And I really have. I, I love helping students find the fit because not only are there schools that I have visited myself, but because I've been in higher education so long, I have connections to other institutions and friends who've worked other places. And I'm not shy. I will pick up the phone and say, all right, you're working up at so-and-so school now. What is the personality of that school? Tell right. me who would thrive That's there. Beautiful. That's who great. Who wouldn't? Because mm-hmm. every school when you visit should have something that they can say makes them unique. Mm-hmm. And that will help you know it's either a good fit or it's not a mm-hmm. good fit. And either one's okay. Mm-hmm. You just need to find the ones that are the right fit. So mm-hmm. that's where you invest your time. And we've had kids come back, though, that have graduated from high schools here locally. They go to college and they come right back because it's too much. So it's good to have that information. Quick question, and I, we have to go to break, but um, we have hosted Asian students for the last three years, China from Bishop Diego mm-hmm. High School. Um, do you have, does anybody there speak Mandarin? I'm just asking. Not currently, no. Okay. Currently, I'm I mean, they should speak good English by the time they got to Santa Barbara City College, but... If and if they they're an international student, yeah. we also need to oftentimes right. deal with TOEFL scores gotcha. and things like that. Got it. Okay, great. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Let's take, here. Thank you. Let's take a little break. Erica Saldo will be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every, every single Tuesday. Tuesday. Ed, who'd you bring? Uh, I already introduced uh, my guest, Ray. Woo, Ray! And uh, 
So, Ray, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming down here on virtually a one-day notice. This was a <laughs> last-minute thing. It's my honor. And thank you so for asking. Thank you for coming down. Uh, so, Ray, the Elks Lodge is holding, as they do every 4th of July, a fundraiser for our local veterans as well as for major projects. Let's talk about that event a little bit. Um, on behalf of uh, the officers and members of our lodge, I would like to extend an invitation to all of our neighbors in the community to attend our 4th of July celebration. We call it our 4th of July Fun Fair. There is something for everyone, and we have an extensive, beautiful grounds where it's almost like it's tri-level, but it's actually bi-level. We have a grove where there's a lot of barbecuing of chicken, and um, we also have uh, uh in our lodge, which is a 27,000-square-foot facility <clears throat> that was built in three phases. They were groundbreaking in 1969. Um, we have bingo inside the lodge and many booths, which one can uh, begin the celebration of that day and before you uh, spend your evening enjoying the fireworks in your community. So our, our event at the Lodge is located at uh, 150 North Kellogg in Goleta. Uh, we host that community with uh, many fun fair events, uh, including raffles for major project. And uh, we've been doing this since 1980. And you also have some great firewood over there. Yes, we do. So if you want to have a big bonfire on 4th of July and you can't make it to this, you should come over and buy some firewood at the at the lodge. Thank you. We have uh, a number of committees, and one of them is our grounds crew committee. And uh, one of their many functions is to um, um, prepare, you know, to receive firewood that's donated and prepare it for for it to be sold. One hundred percent of the money goes to uh, uh, different uh, committees, uh, veterans as well as. Uh, um, major project. Major projects is one of the right. So, what are some of the projects that uh, the Elks are working on funding right now? Well, we just had a, a, a meeting with our uh, association vice president, and I can tell you that uh, we had twenty-three reports, twenty-three reports, and these are statutory committees. Uh, besides the statutory committees, we also have the subcommittees, and. Um, I think one of, the, one of the projects that you might be really interested in is uh, we call it the Hoop Shoot Program. And uh, this is uh, directed by uh, Dave Bianca. He's our Hoop Shoot uh, Program Director. And basically he and his volunteers, there's about 32 uh, volunteers, go into our grammar schools. Uh, this last year we went to Coastline uh, Christian Academy. We went to Foothill Grammar School. Uh, we went to Hollister, we went to St. Raphael, went to Kellogg, Mountain View, Brandon, Mount Caramel, and Ala Vista. I can uh, accurately say to you that we have 32 volunteers that uh, uh, contributed 130 hours. They traveled uh, 325 miles, and uh, the total number of participants were 410. That includes the volunteers who are not Elks. Um, <clears throat> we conducted the programs uh, at the schools. Um, and we had like age groups. So we had uh, um, uh, young ladies and young men ages 8 to 9, uh, ages 10 to 11, and ages 12 to 13. 
Um, in the first group, we had uh, 64 young ladies, ages 8 to 9. We had 116 young men for a total of 180. Uh, for ages uh, 10 to 11, we had 72 young ladies and um, 101 young men for a total of 173. Uh, for the age group of 12 to 13, um, we had uh, 21 uh, young men and 36 young ladies for a total of um, uh, 57. Wow, that's that's amazing. Is there is there because you're at those certain schools? I know that since we're alums from St. Raphael's, that's amazing. But would you be able to tell us how we could get like my younger son's just graduating from Roosevelt? Like, how do we get this hoops program at other elementary schools within Santa Barbara County? What uh, what we have is uh, Dave Bianchi, uh, who's our program coordinator. Uh, does send out letters to all the schools. And um, we also work with the uh, PTAs uh, to get the word out. Uh, and then he actually does on-site visits when scheduled. And uh, he's happy to go out there and explain the programs. Do we have his contact information? Just because I'll, I'm on the PTA, and I would love to Just, get this uh, program. Uh, if you can call the lodge. Yeah. yeah. Number, it's, um, Ed, will, Ed, right here. Yeah. Ed, Ed, he'll take care of that. I will make have, sure that you get into Roosevelt. Yes. We have <laughs> Terry, the PR person behind you from the Elks, <laughs> and along with Mike. We have everything in the Elks. We're going to gather all that information yeah. right after these messages. This is Erica Salda, the cleaner team. We'll be back with more. <laughs> We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Fantastic. Um, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Hi, honey. Hey, I want to... Um, Terry. Terry, you still here? She's here, too. Good. I just want to introduce you to somebody um, here, Dominique Hackett, and let it real fast, so it's about 30 seconds, exactly what she does, because I just had this dream, vision, whatever, on this morning, driving here to the show, and I, and I brought it up to Dominique, and she thought it was a good idea. Dominique. So, real quick, I teach Braille. So Braille is the tactile way of reading when you are visually impaired. And we have more and more of our community that's becoming visually impaired due to diabetes, and especially our older population. But we also have children that are born with, with vision impairments. And we actually don't have that many Braille teachers because there was a decision made back in, I want to say, 80s, 90s, where they thought technology would kind of sort of like take the place of reading Braille. What they didn't realize is when you're not reading a book, you're missing literary cues. And so we literally are coming full circle and realizing we have to integrate the ability to read Braille for our for a whole population of people who are visually impaired, as well as the fact that it is so enjoyable to sit under a tree, not have any, anyone else's voice in your head, and read your own material. So reading Braille is, is really important. And um, what Erica was encouraging that I just reach out to you and let you know that if you have any of your population that's visually impaired and would enjoy learning, I'm a teacher. Okay. And I would be happy to come to the lodge and teach. And she's fully funded. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, this is somebody that doesn't, is just going to volunteer her time because she has a number. She's working right now with uh, the Braille Institute and she just did a nice project for the Red Cross. 
So I just said, well, I don't know, maybe Braille, maybe the Elks already has that lined no, up. I, but I can easily envision. Uh, <laughs> no pun. <laughs> I love you already. I love that, Ray. I envision. Useless, use bid words. Yeah, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> my motto as the exalted ruler is um, the four Ps, um, perceive, prepare, perform, and persevere. Oh. So uh, to envision is to prepare, you know, you, you see what you want to do, you prepare to do it, then you do it. And then you, you try to be strong because sometimes every, that, things don't work out the way you want. <laughs> exactly. Plan but so, you have to be flexible. But, but in regards to uh, uh, special needs for youngsters, we do have the major project program. Um, Chimpy or California Hawaii Elks uh Major Projects Major Incorporated. Project, yes, they <laughs> they hire over 40 therapists. Last year, they traveled uh, over 103,000 miles. They did 35,000 visits uh, for 347 disabled children and their families. And in addition to the 35,000 uh, preschool children that were uh, provided with vision screening. And of those uh, 35,000 uh, youngsters, 2,381 were referred to further screening wow. uh, to help prevent diseases in children. Excellent. This is what the Elks do. This is awesome. And they are amazing. And they have so many other programs that I can't even stop telling you about because my husband was an elk, and so I'm aware of you do other things like you do programs for pep and have you've had things out there for other nonprofits that you utilize your space to help other nonprofits um, raise money so thank you for your service thank Appreciate you so that. Much. thank you you Sorry. all you all here is we're, we're, we're closed out but what we're going to do is going to continue next week because this was a, just a flaming show as they say okay <laughs> Woo! yes we love Santa Barbara be kind see you next week you're the best, you're